0: there jilted indian podcast listeners it's Pooja.
1: miranda anju and shamila we were talking about the issues with the actual journalism of the original babe.net article and one of them of course is the way that it's written kind of as an essay with all these like additional details that that give people reason to question the other thing that katie ray did kind of wrong so to speak um when you look at the new york times articles that outed you know harvey weinstein and all these these other subsequent articles they're very well researched they have a Slew of other sources to um, to corroborate the things that the original witness is saying. They kind of get ahead of you can anticipate the criticisms that are going to happen, and you can do the work to address those criticisms in your article before they happen. And Katie Ray did none of that, which left Grace wide open for all of these articles, all of these criticisms that she's had to deal with,
2: which made I, I feel so to say i feel terrible for grace is an understatement like the fact that she had the courage to share what she had to share and confided in journalism that was suspect and to have half the world turn on her and had her victimization called into question what the fuck you know
1: but that's what we do to every victim to all victims (laughs) society feels like
0: rape culture is black and white You're either a rapist or you're not. And stories like races, which are on the spectrum of needing to be in the conversation about consent, communication and sexual agency are seen as trivial. Because if you see things as black and white and not a spectrum that goes from white to black, you're missing out on important things.
2: And we can't speak about this in the logical sense. We're talking about people that are our own followers that decided to chime in on our thoughts about what's going on and wanted to call it a bad date. And these are people that we know. We can't even say that these are people that, oh, just like people we're looking at on Twitter who other people like pile on. No, they're people that we know, like someone that Pooja knows or somebody that Anju knows who I wanted to bite the head off of, you know, and I had to stop myself people aren't aware of the gray area and it's the gray area that wasn't a concern it was like if the journalism's not okay well we don't need to talk about this but wait hold on yeah we do need to talk about the gray area the gray areas where I was in several like I can't look more than once I've been in that gray area and I read Grace's story and I thought wait I know that that was that was me at some point but here's my story and I'd tell it to a few of my friends I Shamila you and I talked about it I talked about it to you Anju and Pooja and another and I talked about it to my friend Jolie and I said I I was this person this was me and my grayer and here's how I handled it and then here was me after the fact and I wouldn't call that a bad date I would call it a result of society and a result of my own personal story and wait so we can't talk about this this is a problem Like, this is a problem.
1: The problem is this whole conversation has been structured as accusations and defense. As if there is a right and a wrong. And that is the wrong way to have this conversation. The conversation is that we, as a culture, men and women, need to rethink the way we talk about sex. And the the fact is we have a society that for too long was constructed around the idea that men are supposed to go as far as they can their job is to is to sort of trick women into into giving it up and women are the arbiters of their own chastity and it is their responsibility to be the To maintain chastity. Right. Their own chastity. But also, they're supposed to be responsible for men. Like, men are not able to control their own urges. Women have to be the ones who do that. And it is on women to do that. And so you have a situation like this with Aziz Ansari and Grace where he's pushing as hard as he can in what he's what he thinks of as being you know respectful ways and she has all of the onus to be the one to put set the set the limits and she doesn't feel empowered to do that because we have a society that doesn't really empower women to do that
2: hence his response and his not being oh my god i'm heartbroken that this was your experience but like here let me say this bullshit to save my own fucking reputation shamila
3: if I want to give Aziz Ansari the benefit of the doubt and I want to say that he really buys into his persona that he really does uh publicize himself as times up me too women's rights uh he wrote modern romance he addressed sexual misconduct in master of none I mean he he presents himself as somebody who actually does care about these issues right so let's say let's say he really buys into that I am that good guy right and then he still acted this way with grace behind closed doors to me what that really talks about is how deeply ingrained these issues of consent or lack of consent really are that he actually thought that this was okay and that led to that self-preservation apology that Miranda you keep talking about because he really thought oh I thought everything was fine. I thought what I was doing was okay. And that's me giving him the benefit of the doubt that he is just really that lost, like so many men and women in our culture are lost when it comes to issues of consent.
2: Okay, so he dotted the I's and he crossed the T's. He was able to say that she did not say no. Get away from me. I do not want to do this. I'm going home right now. So he was not... Technically in the wrong. And then, yes, he made this response that was very self preservationist. So, okay, here's the issue though. Like Samantha B said, that we're not your accessory. Like, he didn't bring up the heartbreak, he didn't actually respond in a human way. So, right now, there's a Vox article that is out that was a man, and we'll link it to the show notes, talking about, oh my God that was me i was that man and i nearly (laughs) raped a woman and here's how i feel about it and here's why we have to talk about this there are men who are actually out there going oh my god i now realize my like how i felt entitled to sex and how i nearly ruined a woman's life more than it already is
0: and we will link to the dan Harmon apology from his podcast on how men should be addressing their behavior and accountability in this because he talks about how he pursued her while he was in a relationship. She rejected him because she didn't feel the same way. He never fucking asked her and how he then proceeded to try to dismantle her career from then. And he was fired from community for other reasons, probably including this. But I feel like what you're saying, Miranda, needs
3: accountability and that's an example of it. So many responses to that. The first thing being, you know, when we talk about a man actually reflecting on his past actions, I think this is this is something that my partner has has talked about and I've been so blessed or so grateful that he's been willing to say this is, you know, I look at him as a good guy. I wouldn't be with him if he weren't. And he's, he said to me, you know, think about all the relatively good men out there because yes, they do exist. You guys are out there and we love you. That you are part of this culture. You are deeply ingrained with a lot of these issues that we we haven't really taught you what it means to be uh, to look for consent. Right. Your culture has not taught you that. And so I think it's really important that guys out there, you you need to be asking yourself, what kind of interactions have I been a part of? <laughs> what have I been doing that may have made a woman uncomfortable?
1: that's the thing i think we need to be willing to have this conversation in non-judgmental terms because there are so many who think men who think that they're not that you know they've always been good guys and they probably were but they were just conditioned in this way that that they still were capable of problematic behavior that we are now calling out as problematic so if we really want to re-educate all of us as a society we can't be putting the pointing the fingers and blaming The men who have made these mistakes in the past Because they didn't necessarily know that they were making them
2: Correct and this is like my favorite topic Of conversation right Shamila Shame is like okay If you're a man And you have not done what these other Men have done and you're hearing these Women talk about their pain About how the majority of men have Treated them and your first Response is well I'm not that Hashtag all Not all men If you give me a hashtag not all men response to what the overwhelming female like experiences
0: since the inception of homo sapiens. Like,
2: (laughs) okay, I'm pretty sure that the first woman who ever existed had to look over her shoulder over the boulder to make sure some guy wasn't fucking going to rape her. Okay, like this has existed since, yeah, longer than we can even like pinned back to in history, uh, men have been enti- felt entitled to sex for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries. And so if your response is, "I'm not a man who does that, you are instantly not empathizing and you are officially officially part of the problem.
1: Can we just talk about if people make blanket statements about a group that you are a part of and this statement does not apply to you, can you just assume it does not apply to you and not get defensive?
2: If you are so insecure with yourself that when you hear something being said against your demographic and you take it personally and you all of a sudden make this large demographic of women if you make their pain about how you aren't the reason they have their pain. First of all, go fuck yourself <laughs> a million times, motherfucker. Also, I'm um, gonna come at
1: this from a literary perspective, like a linguistic perspective. When someone says men do such and such, the assumption is not that the word all is in front of men. You're assuming that, but it could also be most or some. So, it's not automatically all men and you don't automatically have to jump in and say not all men. We get
0: it. You don't have to verbalize not all men. We understand that 100% of men don't rape women. We get it. Saying that is stupid.
3: It negates the experience of women who are making that statement in the first place. And I'll go back to what Anju said, that it's not all, that all is not implied. It is simply a statement that there
2: are men it makes me wonder about what their shame is because if they, if their first response to my pain is, I don't do that, what the fuck are you hiding?
0: And I will say, I will say credit to the men who are taking this time to be introspective, to reckon with past behaviors, cultural norms, and and try and work through it. We see you we love you. Spread that shit to your brethren because we ain't putting up with much
2: more. At this point, I need to explain to the podcast listeners that Shamila has broke Shamila has broken out the-, the therapy binder. And the last time I saw a binder in a therapist's office was when she explained to me that what I was dealing with was trauma. So thank you for reminding me of that experience, Shamila.
0: Every time my therapist breaks out a binder, it's because you got homework to do, bitch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true. I was just... Reminded of when we were talking about uh, the whole idea of how Aziz Ansari's apology was not sorry that, or it was sorry, I guess that there
2: was
0: (laughs) in the pejorative. In the pejorative. So,
3: so what I was, what I immediately thought of was Amy Poehler. uh, She wrote her, I guess it was her memoir, Yes Please, and in it she talks about the apology from the brain and the apology from the heart. And perhaps Pooja will put it in the show notes, but it is such. A really great illustration of the difference between a genuine apology and an apology that is to use Miranda's great word, self-preservationist. It's all about, well, I didn't really understand that. That's what I was doing, and I thought I was, cons- I thought it was consensual. So I'm sorry, but really, oh hashtag fuck you. But really, <sighs> an apology from the heart includes empathy. The empathy of yes. that was your experience. Yes. I am, and I think you said this earlier. I am heartbroken that this is how you felt period no but that's not what I intended. Can I just say that
0: anytime I have seen either on social media or witnessed in person or experienced it myself a woman sharing a story of past trauma to another woman is 100% of the time met with I am sorry that happened to you and then a comment I don't see that from men which is why I am here to tell you on behalf of all women, (laughs) y'all gotta reckon with yourself. And until you can understand, like Shamila's saying, the empathy it takes, because men aren't normally victimized in a way women are. If you can imagine when you are at your most scared and most nervous and most angry at the same time, that is what it is like to be a woman 80%
2: of the time 99% of the time I say
0: 80 because I live in my apartment and refuse to leave it
2: (laughs) (laughs) so 99% of the time for people who leave their homes okay but here's this is part of the reason why we had to have an educated therapist in the room when we talked about this in addition to our trigger breaks say you're a man with a heart And you realize that part of your story involves having traumatized a woman. I imagine that's hard. I don't know. But I imagine that's very, very hard to reckon with. What's the first step if that has never, having to deal with that has never been your experience? What is the first step to... Finding common humanity with the women who have struggled with this and been traumatized with this their entire lives, realizing that you're part of the monster.
1: I think it's important also for those men to realize, like, there's no mob coming for you, okay? Like, and this is part of the problem with this this backlash against the Aziz Ansari story is this idea that hashtag Me Too has grown out of control and it's coming from ev- for every man who has ever done anything wrong because we are somehow incapable of understanding the difference between. Like the Harvey Weinsteins who are criminals and the Larry Nassers and the ones who have done problematic things that are not criminal that you can come back from. There is a difference. We understand the difference. We're not coming to hang you up. We well, should bring you up, I promise. We just want you to take a minute to consider that and do better. That's all we want. We nobody wants to Yeah, just do better going forward.
0: It's like what Michelle Obama said, hashtag do better. But going off of what Anja just said, we need you to be better, to A, be better allies and accomplices, and B, examples. (laughs) What you do and how you choose to react has effects and consequences to you in the immediate timeline of your life whether it is affecting children or people around you or in the long term as to how you better yourself and set an example so what Anju is saying we're not attacking you we demand better of you we expect better of you because we know you're capable of it
2: for me and the whole okay if you like look up the he for she campaign that Emma Watson is a UN ambassador for if you want to be a man you need to step away from your fear of being perceived as weak and you need to actually make it about being okay with yourself as other people around you no matter what their gender race age socioeconomic level whatever you have to be okay with their power and their sense of agency and if you can handle that congratulations you're a goddamn man
0: i demand you just be human I don't even want to look at this on a gender spectrum. In order to be a participant in the human experience, you need empathy to your fellow humans. And as a feminist, I believe in equality. So I don't want to look at this as man versus woman. I want to look at this as human seeing human.
2: But unfortunately, you know your suffering and you know the suffering of so many like countless women with you. If you've never come to terms with your privilege, we can't speak like that. To a demographic that is not that has been so lost in their privilege that they can't see the sufferings of others
0: and, and that is my cross to bear so to speak because I demand better of humanity and the fact that we're not there yet frustrates me on a different level that is my struggle I want to love you man but you give me nothing to work with uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing and crying like I'm it's just the truth is is that if it has never been your problem, you have a much harder time seeing anyone else's suffering. Period. Like if this has not been your reality and if it is not a reality, if it is a, an inconvenience to the bubble you've been in. Oh darn. You know, now men are scared. They're scared of their past coming back to haunt them. And I say... As a woman who's been scared almost half more than, what am I saying? 90% of the days of her life, uh, part of it's my my mother's trauma being passed on to me. And part of it is the trauma of being a woman in this society. And if men are scared for the first time, fucking good.
0: There's an article that says men
2: won't change until they're scared. To move on
0: from what we've been talking about, which is the pre-Aziz story environment, which is Me Too and Time's Up, to the post disease Environment which is Since the story broke on the 13th of January Five days later 17 Different articles were written About this specific Topic about disease the topic of Consent and communication Modern feminism versus postmodern feminism So 17 different Articles have been written Including this multi-part arc (laughs) (laughs) Of season 2 Dedicated to this
2: what do we do now? Where do we go from here? I think that the perfect follow-up in history was Judge Aquilina's talking to the victims of the Larry Nassar case. I bring this up again, but when she said, leave your pain here and go out and do your magnificent things. And the fact that she let all of the women speak and speak to the person that victimized them and she was like you are no longer victims you are survivors now and that that she let victims say things like what you don't understand is that little girls don't stay little girls they grow up to become strong women who come back to destroy your world and it was his world being destroyed and we are happy for that people we're here to destroy your world if it means the destruction of ours
1: And let's just take a minute to think about the vast difference between the judge who presided over the Brock Turner case and this judge. Yes. Like, just the world of difference between them.
0: Rosemarie, 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 (laughs) Rosemarie! Laudable love for you, Queen. You are a survivor. You let it show the power of survivorhood. You let... Show what empathy can do in a position of power, this is a seminal moment. This is like when Lance Ito was the Asian American judge over o j Simpson rosemarie rosemarie Rosemarie. Thank you, Queen. My favorite quote of hers is, "I just signed your death warrant.
2: yes, 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 I had to sing that. I'm sorry, but it was just like yes.
0: As a member of the legal profession, as
2: tenuous
0: as that link is, I must say that any critique I hear about the judge, I can show you a hundred videos of a man being sanctimonious as fuck from his position on the bench and meeting out an unjust punishment while doing that.
1: Okay, and I completely agree with this, and yet... The counter to that is how many of those those defendants were in a position to do anything about those justices, those judges overstepping. How many of them, of them were in a position to appeal and to have their appeals heard?
2: And not only that, like there were a bunch of people like making commentary about like, this is an overstepping. No, fuck you. It was a sentencing case. She is allowed to impose her personal experience on what's going on. Go fuck yourself and your masculine fragility go fuck yourself I'm just gonna say it one more time go fuck yourself she's allowed to go this is a sentencing hearing we are going to let every single victim speak we are going to make this man say I am sorry for what I have done and these women are going to leave powerful and it is within my power to see that they have their power when they walk out of the fucking door you little piece of shit go fuck yourself now (laughs) puja i i was gonna say from a
0: procedural standpoint (laughs) there 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 is nothing wrong with her this is after you have been found guilty
1: oh he pled guilty he pled guilty. guilty yeah he pled guilty to only seven actual cases. He pled guilty to another three in a different court, a different county, I'm sorry, which he will be sentenced for on the 31st, which is a couple of days from now.
0: You pled guilty to bullshit when you are guilty of 150 incidences of assaulting women and girls. <laughs>
2: And Trevor Noah did this between the scenes. You have to find uh, this link of Trevor talking about this off camera. But he was talking about how if we really want to make an impact, we need to give a fraction of the sentence of the perpetrator to the people that enabled. And if enablers got charged like the perpetrator, you would find this dying away very quickly.
0: I want to talk about Lou Anna Simmons really quickly. She was the president of Michigan State University. She was present during part of Larry Nassar's abuse of these athletes. And her resignation letter couched it as her acknowledging her being the scapegoat for a politicized event. I have a phrase I used that is worse than the C word for women <laughs> that I feel have done something you can't come back from. That phrase is called a gender traitor.
1: (laughs) I feel like that apology takes us back to Shumila's comment about apologies from the head versus apologies from the heart. I think it takes
2: us back to the Hunger Game mutts to come back to Aziz not sorry. (laughs) If we want to take something away from this incident, we need to gather into the spectrum the experience of women who have not felt like they were powerful or felt like they didn't have the agency to say no in a situation like grace was we need to include them in the victim spectrum because A who are we to say how somebody else feels a victim B this is part of rape culture and we even had people on our own feed going this isn't you can't say rape rape is a strong word no rape culture defines the society that allows this particular atrocity to happen over and over again you'll have somebody saying something dumbass like if we just all understand that we can't just trust anybody then da 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 okay say that to Brock Turner's victim Motherfucking
0: finger behind a goddamn dumpster Like she was a piece of fucking trash Yeah
2: fuck you and your generalization Of what women should do And have the onus be on them Once again this guy was mansplaining Rape to a bunch of women We don't have time for that You need to If that's your insecure response You need to do some motherfucking digging You need to dig And you need to understand how you might have contributed to this culture. And that's part of your journey, dude.
0: Let's take this time to go around and give final thoughts on this whole thing about where you stand, what you want to
1: see, what you've learned from this, anything you want to contribute. Let's let's close out with that. The articles that most resonated with me was actually Rebecca Tracer's article, which she actually wrote several years ago before any of this even happened, um, which we will link to, of course. And it's called Why Sex That's Consensual Can Still Be Bad and Why We're Not Talking About It. And also um, Jamila Jamil, who I I guess about The Good Place all the damn time, y'all. But also this actress is amazing and she has a blog. Um, and she also wrote a really great article called What We Need to Learn from the Aziz Ansari Clusterfuck. And both of those articles talk about how we need to take the conversation of sex beyond just this conversation of rape and assault and how and how we can just do better in general and what what men really need to think about. I encourage everybody to donate
0: to Time's Up. I think that is... If you are looking for something to either assuage your guilt or to feel empowered about, it's providing a means for people fighting sexual misconduct, harassment, and rape culture. You need money, unfortunately, in the system we have set up in order to find your truth and stand on it. And if you can, please donate to Time's Up.
2: I think what I have to say from this entire debacle is shut the fuck up and listen to people whose experiences fall within this realm i personally have experiences that stem from a childhood of trauma i have an issue with addiction and it's because of these things that not only that come from my personal experience but these things that come from what is perpetuated through our society i have to go wait this isn't about you this is about me and what I want and why am I not inclined to go what do I want and what do I need here the idea that that's not my go-to and that it was created not only within my personal experience but also societally um, through how much women have been kept down in our world um, and how much through our laws and through jurisdiction that women have been perpetuated as dickholes like all I have to say is shut the fuck up listen to other people's stories who are experiences that are unlike yours and stop talking over them let them speak don't talk about what an ally you are shut the fuck up and listen you don't know and if there is something behind, we'll link to it among the many millions of things that we're talking about, but it's okay to not know what's going on. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to not understand what's going on because that's the beginning of learning. If you believe there's a gap in your understanding and a gap in your knowledge, that's the beginning of learning. And if you want to learn what this is for women and how women are reacting to this, the first thing isn't giving us your goddamn opinion the first thing you need to do is listen to our experiences and listen to what we have to say about about it and listen to our feelings and say I'm listening and keep your mouth shut
0: and it's not like we don't have anything to say like I said in the span of four days 17 articles that we have read were written about this in mainstream media sources that we normally check 17 we have things to say
1: um, I sorry, I forgot about the most important article, which is the um Igioma Aluo article and it's titled In the Midst of Hashtag Me Too, What type of man do you wanna be? And I feel like that's stop, stop. just uh- she has this amazing analogy where she was talking to a male friend of hers who was complaining about the Aziz Ansari thing, and it was basically like, "Look, if you have a dude you want to be friends with, and the only re- way you can get him to hang out with you is by buying him drinks, and you know he doesn't want to be there, but he's going to stay if you keep buying him drinks. Would you say that that was really a friendship? Would you say that that was really a relationship that you should be proud of? And he had to admit that it wasn't. And that's such a great analogy for the way that men treat women. Like, if you have to get her drunk, if you have have to like find ways to sneak past your consent is that a relationship you should be proud of and it was really comes down to what kind of man do you want to be going forward if
2: a woman says I don't want to have sex now and you say maybe on the second date and she says yeah and then you pour a fucking glass of wine and you say is it the second date now go fuck yourself Aziz Ansari
0: I don't think men understand that sex ain't shit to women. (laughs) I've given it up for less (laughs) than I'm willing to admit. But women don't necessarily care about sex or sexual prowess. It's It's connection. And if you are demanding of sex, immediately, me personally will not see you again because I can give that up to anybody. If you are in my presence, I want something more from you.
3: I could spend another hour telling you what I think about all of the things that we have been, that you, that the three of you have uh, commented on. I have a few notes regarding what kind of man do you want to be. I think that's such an incredible question. Because if you find yourself getting defensive in response to people talking about their uh, experiences, their victim experiences, the Me Too movement in general, statements like men are, men are doing such and such. if, If you are getting defensive, then I want you to check yourself. And you can do this by yourself. No one has to witness this. I just need you to be a witness to your own experience and ask yourself... What is making me defensive? What is it in my history or in my choices that are making me so reactive to this this situation? Because apparently in my defensiveness, I am trying so hard to separate myself from what all of these people are talking about. There is a reason you're running. What are you running from? Ask yourself that question. Let yourself sit in the discomfort of it. You might find, no, you're not a rapist. But maybe you've done something that wasn't consensual or wasn't comfortable or wasn't pleasurable. Maybe even caused some level of emotional or or physical pain to your partner. And I just want you to sit in it long enough to allow it to even make you sick. Throw up a little bit if you have to. I just need you to sit with it long enough so that you can get to a place where you can stand with, quietly, just like Miranda said, you don't have to always talk about your your allyhood, but seriously, just just stand with, stand with other men, stand with other women, stand with, not stand over in in terms of this this idea of being masculine. The idea of of sharing your power and sharing your agency is is in and of itself so fundamental to us right now because we need to share your power. We need to share your agency because you're the ones who have it and and if you can give us some of that, if you can give us some of that if you can share that agency and that power with us you're the ones who have it and we need it from you if you can share that with us we will go so incredibly far and I have one more thing to say about this so Pooja you made the comment that women don't give a shit about sex and I think that if we really think about that we're trained not to give a shit about it because our pleasure has been dismissed and thrown to the side over and over again. We are there to acquiesce. We are there to... We are there to oh, when you lose your virginity, it's probably going to hurt. So just deal with that. Um,
0: it did not hurt, by the way. <laughs> but but the
3: point is that we are we are taught to go ahead and, oh, just get through that little bit of pain so the man can go ahead and finish, right? We'll, we'll fake that orgasm so you'll feel okay or so we can pleasure. get through yeah. it. We'll fake that pleasure. So So what I want to say is that when we ask men, what kind of man do you want to be? I also want to ask you, what kind of sexual partner do you want to be? And I think if we're going to talk about creating a new culture, we need to talk about creating new communication, new interactions, new conversations around sex. Not only with our young children as they grow up and make it age appropriate and all that good stuff, but also when you're sitting with your partner, stay mindful, stay present, tune into the person in front of you and think about their pleasure, not just what can you get from them.
1: Sorry, I just have a quote that's directly relevant to that. That's from the Jamila Jamil article and it's that Don't apologize. No, no, man, no. <laughs> the quote is um, that you better make sure that your person is not just willing but damn well enthusiastic, especially in my opinion, if that person is the one to be penetrated. You want to enter them, you best ensure you are a welcome guest, not someone who's just begged, pressured, guilt-tripped or harassed their way inside.
0: God. Oh, I husband. don't care if your ear bu- if your earbuds blow
2: your eardrums out. I'm clapping <laughs> for this yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay, and to add to what Shamila said, thank you, Shamila. Your silence is also an action. So I think that men need to come to terms to how many things that they have let slip by because it wasn't their problem and they weren't doing it, and their indifference and apathy and inaction. I don't think that we can count how many times that silence and apathy has locked us into our suffering even more.
0: If you aren't examining your role in any of this, you're doing a disservice to humanity, period. In terms of the sex and the accountability and your role in it, I will speak for all women in saying that we will respect you more if you deal with that than if you try to hide it.
2: No shit, no shit, yes.
0: I am willing to forgive somebody who reckoned with themselves and came out on the other end because that is what you are asking victims to do every day. Reckon with their past selves. Reckon with how they have changed because of a crime committed against their soul you need to do that
2: too and I can imagine someone getting survival centered after something like that when your livelihood is created off of your having co-opted feminism as you know your, the center of your writing uh, should have thought about that before you were predatorial with a woman like Samantha B said fuck like a feminist Um, listeners We want to know what your thoughts are as we are women with these experiences. Don't go mansplaining rape culture to us. We will get fucking angry.
0: I'm super serious. I know people who will dox you. I am not kidding. Don't come crazy on this. All we are asking is that everybody take some time back. Situations like this are very reactionary. Like I said, 17 articles in the span of five days people are very reactionary reactionary please take time to evaluate your motherfucking self before you comment anybody okay this
2: has been miranda puja
3: anju and shamila
2: with the jilted indian podcast we came in love and courage go in peace and power